on. It's on. Hey, Modcast Universe. It's on like Donkey Kong. Hey, Modians. Hey, Modians. What's up? Hey, Melodians. When I'm feeling melodic, I call them the Melodians. <laughs> when I'm feeling psychotic, I call them the Psychotians. <laughs> Are you feeling psych- psychotic right now? Yeah, I took my medication. Oh, no. But I ate a bunch of potato salad and I drank a couple of espressos, so I'm going to make bears. Oh, thanks for sharing that. Double espresso. No. I say espresso because I want it right now. Yeah, it's espresso. It's espresso, is it? It's espresso. It's espresso. Here we are in sunny Los Angeles. It's not very sunny. No, it's a June gloom. But I like it. I prefer it. This is the weather that we wanted in March. We get it in June. June gloom. Yeah, it's kind of chilly in the on the coast. Not chilly. I mean, it's like 67 degrees. But to us Angelinos, that's chilly because we're pussies. Because we're Angelinos. We're pussies. Pussies, Angelino. Reminds me of this, the rain. It's so funny the way people do take to rain in the city. What they can't take to it, you mean? They yeah. They don't know how to drive in it and all of those things? Well, because I take uh, the 10 to get to work most days. And it's always, it's an hour drive. There's no way around it. Right. But maybe this is a couple of weeks back. I should have talked about it then. But there was, I was driving going westward or no, going eastbound. And on the west-hand side of the 10 freeway, there was literally, there was maybe like a quarter of an inch of rain, like a light mm. smattering. And on the other side was no lie, complete Car ablaze, wreck, <laughs> like wreck, car wreck, really? flaming from the engine, spreading into the, like, the cabin of the car. Yeah, it was ridiculous. From like, a collision? Yeah. Because of the rain? Yeah, because of the rain. How many car collision? I think it was just two, or it was just one that hit the median or oh, something. Oh, Lord. Okay. And then further down as I got, you can hear the sirens and the, the fucking fire truck trying to get through all this traffic to like not successfully. In this car, I'm just watching it. Plumes of thick black smoke, <laughs> that nasty engine yeah. smoke, and it just f- flames like six feet flame. I've never seen anything wow. like that in real life. And mm. just to have that, it's like this light little oh, turn on my engine wipers are here. Are they? It's like, girl, <laughs> oh shit, I've never driven with windshield wipers before. <laughs> it's like, how the fuck does that happen? It's so funny. Most people aren't even from this city, they're from the Midwest or wherever the fuck. Yeah. Rain and snow in it, East Coast. It's I don't know what it is. I remember when I first moved here, people would say this to me and then I would experience the non-driving people in the rain and it always shocked me because they well the one thing is if it does really really rain here, it's pretty treacherous. It's not like We get real rain. rain sometimes. Yeah. That that We don't does get it enough happen. really with this drought. We're not getting no. it enough. But the little spitter spatters of rain like fuck up everything. Everything. Yep. The traffic is unbelievable. Yeah, people really kind of slow down. They also do that thing in high rain where they'll slam on their brakes abruptly, like, abruptly which yeah. is okay. If anyone who grew up in weather knows not 
not to do, do that, that at all yeah. ever. And don't they tailgate still yep. the weather and they go too slow on the freeway yes. to compensate. It's like you want to slow to a pace where you can be more aware, but to go that extra bit slower on the freeway is more dangerous now. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, it's not like if there was sleet and hail and, you know, you can't see your hand in front of your face. Yeah, you got to go slow, but yeah. to go like 50. I know. You know what I mean? In, like, on the freeway. Just, just sprinkling. I know people in different parts of the country think we're ridiculous because, I mean, I remember driving from Boston to New York in like on a sheet of ice. I've well, done that from Chicago to Detroit. It's just like crazy Chicago yeah. sheets of rain, sheets yeah. of rain, sheets of rain. And I'm driving and I have to get back to Detroit before noon or two and try to get sleep and i like remember just getting there but i drove back the whole fucking way yeah in like you're not seeing anything you're, yeah. just con- you're content that you're still going forward you know, you're still, <laughs> yeah i'm still going straight i'm okay, still moving i'm still alive that's all you got yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know there's some big news in our world that uh, we yeah. should start off with lots of news to start with this show this week lots has happened this week well the biggest piece being well the one that i think is the biggest to talk about is that we announced we announced we talked about maybe two three weeks ago that netflix is doing an original punisher series they've just casted the punisher and it is john bernthal yeah aka shane aka wolf of wall street fame aka badass aka fury <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, he uh, like that is good casting. Very good Con- casting. Yeah, considering like before the Thomas Jane, who just did not do it for me as the well, it was a bad movie. Frank Castle, it was a bad movie, but yeah. even casting as him because the other guy that in the, it was the really worst kind movie, of bad movie, but Ray Win- Wilson or Ray Winston, yeah, the, he was better. He was better. He you believe him as this like down and out killer. Like yeah. the Punisher's a killer, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he doesn't have any scruples, and he's like a ultra violence killer. Yeah. Like he wants them to suffer and to pay. And <laughs> yeah. There's no prisoners. This is a war to him. Yep. He's a fucking warmonger, superhero, but not really antihero. Right. The antihero. So Shane, I think can handle like that character. He Shane, he was it, an yes. antihero in Walking Dead. He was sort of mm-hmm. this antihero, where it's like, yeah, you know, he's not wrong in a lot of senses, but it's just his delivery system that's putting everybody off, and he's believing his own hype too much and he yeah. goes off the rails and becomes sort of like uh a little little um what's it captain kirk uh kirk not captain kirk uh captain kirk <laughs> <laughs> i know what is what name? do you mean apocalypse now marlon brando. oh the marlon brando yeah Curtis. you're right that's a good a little bit yeah that's a good comparison you know what i was thinking about this too about just reading that news and everything shane because we've lost a lot of people on The Walking Dead. Yeah. And Shane is one of those characters that people still talk about. Like, because when they, I heard it on a few of the shows this morning, they said, beloved character from Walking Dead cast as the Punisher. Yeah. And y- you wouldn't say that about everyone we've lost. No. There's people we've lost that w- at the time we felt bad about. Mm-hmm. T Dog comes to mind. Yeah, um, Dale. There's a list even of people. Tyrese. Tyrese. You Tyrese know, for sure. And But Shane is one of a very few list that you talk about as almost as if he's still part of it Mm -hmm. because he's referred to a lot. There's a lot of comparisons about Rick now being like Shane was then. then. Yeah. And so it's like, would Shane and Rick get along in this uh now in the, as far as the show, as far as the show has gone versus then would they now have been like, 
brothers again or something. But I don't think yeah. so. I don't know. There's don't too know. much like conflict in the Lori thing, and like I don't think it would have worked either way. And, and frankly, even Lori, although um, she was Carl's mother and Rick's wife, still doesn't. I, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else we've lost. Well, Herschel, Herschel, yeah. and Shane, and the governor. I yeah. mean, those are the characters I can think of that are gone that still have the weight of as if they're still part of it in a way. Like they're still a part of the show. Yeah. They're, they're such an impact. Yeah. Well, I mean, Shane's character was a fucking big part of that show, man. Yeah. Like his, uh, he was sort of the heel for so long mm-hmm. in a lot of the scenarios and the subplots and the lead main plots that, you know, once he is gone, it's like you're, you're literally starting like a new. And like yeah. when the governor's introduced shortly after Shane is killed. You know what I mean? Because yes. you need a new heel. Right. You need like a new... No, much worse heel. Much worse. And he, Governor's like all bad. You yeah. Know I mean? Where Shane was like bad for the good reasons or, you know, there's a lot of gray yeah, area. Yeah, he was human. And he, he was, was human. human. And he was dealing with an apocalypse. Yeah. And he's like, how how else, do, how do some people deal? How would you deal? How would we deal? And that's a lot of, that's what like, what's his name said when you asked Glenn, uh, Steve Yoon. Oh, it's about right. At, characters at AB. And like it's how, about the characters. Yeah. How does a pizza boy deal with the zombie <laughs> apocalypse, you know? And yeah. Shane is a cop. He's a super sort of like badge wearer, proud cop. Yeah. You know, American. Yeah. A mm-hmm. lot of those like America, America tropes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you see that in his character dealing with like the reality that they're given and the world they're living in at that point. And he wasn't. I mean, if we look back at it, knowing what we know now, I mean, the whole thing with the barn. I mean, we were all sort of like, oh, no, no. Keep the order like Rick wants to do at Herschel. But let, let's right. face it. Like there were walkers in the barn. Yeah. And, and he was the only one who was who li- literally said, this is ridiculous. He was like, this like there's no discussion. Like yeah. he was like, I'm not I we shouldn't. The fact that we, you guys think we should have a discussion about this is driving me crazy. Right. Like, you know, and it's kind of fair. Yeah. It's like there's a barn full of walkers and they're not you can't bring them back and they're not no. still people and you shouldn't be feeding them our food. Right. Oh, no, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. You know, their so food is being fed, fed to, to the walkers. That could any time break out, they kill us all. You know what I mean? Well, and it's if we that scenario now would never happen. They would never entertain that today in in where we are. In no, season, that's now, that's the points that six. people are making with yeah. Rick and Daryl and even Carol now. Even, Carol oh, would well, be she first was in. She was there. She killed the two people in the prison because she was there. Yeah. She became Shane. She in killed a way. the the girls, the little girls. Yeah. She, she, Carol's made decisions. Yeah, man. she's made and tough she survived decisions. and she's been better for it. She fucking would have sliced what's his name's throat the doctor doctor's throat in the house she would have it would have been cool she would have like that's no bullshit she wasn't bullshitting she's like i could cut your throat right now dude i would fucking kill you right now well this discussion reminds me of how much we miss walking dead which also brings up a point that uh they're about to launch the spinoff series fear the walking dead oh yeah but before we go into that i want to make a point about the punisher being on netflix Mm. because right now i haven't actually watched the daredevil show but i'm reading it's good the frank miller daredevil uh, series run that he yep. did of daredevil back in the 80s hmm. and it's frank miller and klaus jansen who does all the art and uh, frank miller he did you know uh return of the dark knight dark knight shows again uh you know batman uh, year one and all the sin city stuff and he sort of started he did ronin the samurai uh line of comic books and then he went into daredevil and um in reading the daredevil 
there's a lot of crossover between Punisher and Daredevil. Really? And they sort of have this, yeah, so like they're meeting up a lot. They have this shaky truce because mm. Daredevil's kind of like Batman where he doesn't kill. Right. He's against killing. He's a lawyer also, Matt Murdock, whereas Punisher is a straight mercenary. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like people can hire him. You know, the, 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 some agency hired him to stop these drugs from being shipped in. And mm-hmm. so Punisher's out there killing everybody and Daredevil comes in at the same time and Punisher is not willing to kill Daredevil because Punisher's only code is like if you're bad I kill you you know <laughs> yeah and, whereas, and then he knows that Daredevil's <laughs> not bad, bad I kill you you know and so That's he's cool. shot Daredevil with a tranquilizer to subdue him and okay. they keep sort of meeting in these scenarios and I feel like with both shows being on Netflix and both shows you know and those comic book characters having these through storylines they're probably going to meet up at some point oh, on Netflix they, I'm sure they're definitely going to and it's a sense. great idea it's fucking awesome yeah I feel people will geek out of that like and it's sort of like netflix starting their own base universe superhero yeah. universe when you well, think it's about all conne- it it's connected yeah but it, it i well i feel like the more they introduce if they're staying on the marvel universe they're going to sort of intertwine all of it yeah because the punisher and daredevil i guarantee you will meet at some point whether it's on the punisher series or the De- daredevil series since they're both on netflix mm-hmm. like that and it's a it's very great foresight uh by Netflix. Oh yeah, and well, it's fucking cool. Like I, so I want to go in now and watch the Netflix series just so I can be ready when the Punisher series comes out because I'm really more interested in the Punisher series. Yeah, but you want to see Daredevil, Daredevil to be ready for it. But yeah, the I Daredevil comics have made me more interested in watching the show now because the comics hmm. are really good and they deal with real stuff. Like there's kids on PCP and they overdose yeah. and there's like they deal real with stuff. That stuff in the show too. Yeah. I'm halfway through season one. Yeah, which I think we're only on season one. Yeah, there's only one. But it, it's it's very good. It's very well written. It's it's there's good people in it. It's very good. Yeah, I'm curious to see how dark they're going to make the Punisher series too because the 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 comics are brutal. You know what I mean? And yeah. That second movie was brutal. The Thomas Jane one was sort of, but yeah. that second movie was brutal. Ooh, so brutal. Decapitation. Kind of like and, over the top cheesy way. Yeah, like, yeah. You it's know, a, it was a it real D C B movie. It was a war zone. Punisher war zone. Yeah. Yeah. It was over the top cheese, but it was sort of a badass action movie when you think when you compare it to like. Like the '90s era of uh-huh. cheesy action movies, yeah, that's you know, true. it was yeah, it was it was not a good movie, but it's sort of fun to watch and be like, oh, this is so bad. Those parkour guys and stuff <laughs> yeah. get blown up. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be. I'm, 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 I was uh, when I heard that, I'm like, that makes so much sense. And now having read the comic, read the comics, it's like, of course, like they're gonna have those two storylines intertwine mm-hmm. and have fucking Shane John Bernthal be the Punisher, and then. Yeah, it's all good from where I stand. Yeah. No, it's pretty exciting. I mean, there's a lot to talk about here. I don't even know which one to go to first. There's two pieces I want to go to. One, Fear the Walking Dead, or Netflix, which I think I'm going to go to. Uh, Brad Brad Pitt just announced that his next movie, which is a kind of satirical, dark comedy, war movie, is going to be distributed straight to Netflix, not theatrically distributed. And frankly, this is a huge game changer. Yep. Like not the, I mean, yes, people have done it. Adam Sandler's doing it. Ricky Gervais is doing it. Ricky Gervais has done it. He's done it. Um, the, uh, Crouching uh, Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the next, the sequel's coming out on Netflix strictly, but, but Brad Pitt doing it is a game changer. Well, and he already had the movie, so it's like, I'm sure he's had many meetings with major studios Mm -hmm. about this film and about this story, and then to have, to settle on Netflix or to 
choose Netflix over our stuff. It probably says a lot, especially when we th- we've talked about how much of a cock up the World War Z production was. Right. Like if this is a war film and it's a satire and it's a comedy, I'm sure there's a lot of things that he's going to want to do. Yeah. Like large scale war scenes. Who uh, knows what it's yeah. about? Like World War Z. And I'm sure he's just like, fuck, if I can do it on Netflix and they did, they just like fucking cut a blank check as far as I know. Like, yeah, I don't know how long that's going to go on yeah. because I mean, they've be, they're, they're going to have to mold more into so, not a traditional movie studio, but frankly, a lot of people who work there now come from the studio. System. They'd have to, it's like, look what they're doing. Man. Yeah. It just gets bigger and bigger eventually. And like, it's a free, or it's not free service, like monthly subscribe service. You're getting all this content Incredible. for 10 bucks a month. They can yeah. afford to do that. Not even. It's, it's $8.99. Yeah, eight ninety nine. It's unbelievable. <laughs> for under ten bucks, which all all the more reason like things like title are stupid and ridiculous. Title Nobody and now wants to the pay Apple streaming. Apple streaming is nine ninety nine, but apparently it's a fucking mess. Yeah, <laughs> and I was reading that like it's not Spotify is still going to be on like leading the charge with that shit. Cause What's the price on that monthly for the pro? I think it's nine ninety nine. Oh, Spotify. No, it's like twelve ninety nine, right? What Apple or Spotify? Spotify. Spotify is nine ninety nine. Oh, it's nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, I have okay. it. I use it all the time they every keep day. It at that, that's good. Yeah. It's great. I think that's kind of the point where uh, people bend. I think if you keep it under 10 a month, people will do it. We'll do almost anything. Yeah, for 10. But if you get into 12, 14, 15, 20, forget it. 20, forget it. Well, title is supposed to be 20. Did you hear that? title might lose beyonce's music from sony yeah we stuff. talked about that did we yeah. talk about that last uh-huh. week, last week it's sort of funny because we did that so i took that test that we talked about on last show oh, that's right the yeah. npr sh- uh that npr Wave put up it's on test. our blog yeah and I, I got three out of six right which basically says to me you can't really tell the difference yeah and like a lot of the music purists and you get these like sort of cut to sort of interviews of jimmy iovine and like how people are really missing out from because mm. nobody can hear vinyl anymore and the com- more you compress it the less you can hear and i'm sure that's true to a point yeah when you put them side by side but then maybe not i don't know i don't know i don't think people care i don't think people give a shit i don't think i think people would rather pay 10 bucks a month yeah than 20 bucks a month on the chance that they can hear it a bit better right or a bit clearer, or a bit, you know, I don't know. I think that was a big fail uh, and, like, lack of insight on the consumer part for them to introduce that whole service in general. And it was off, and it did, like, a lot of vanity involved, too, you know? Yeah. As we've talked about, they're just the one percenters. Yeah, like, if they were giving some of the music portions to charity, and it was, like, the streaming charity service, Mm -hmm. because when it's coming from Jay-Z, I mean, like, Spotify was a startup, you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. That's how it started. It was you know the richest people in the music industry right. putting out the service because they want more money for the music that yeah. they're putting out on Spotify or whatever it is you know well and we we're, we're clearly at a point where pe- the people have spoken mm-hmm. and they want access they want the accessibility they're getting it all these services exist so the model has to change in terms of how they make money now i understand the whole artist point of saying music shouldn't be free we're, you know, we're, we need money for our, our, it shouldn't, you know, all of that. But we're, we're over, we're, we've gone beyond that. It's the same thing with theatrical release stuff. Like, look at the numbers yeah. for the summer movies. They're way low. Way low. All across the board, they're way low. Even yeah. Even the biggest ones. And there's only so many big, big movies remaining. It's like Jurassic Jurassic World, World this weekend. And then sort of like Ant-Man, Fantastic Four, and a couple other things that are like really, really big. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. A um, couple comedies, I think. 
well, Ted too. Ted too. Whatever. We'll see I don't if know. That makes we'll see money, if that though. makes Will money. Will that make money? Who knows? I don't know. I think people. I think we're really getting to that point where we've been getting to it for years, where. You know, you don't need to go to the theater. It's too expensive to go to the theater, so you really pick and choose what you're going to go see. Yep. And, I mean, just this whole thing. So him doing this is Brad really going to change everything more significantly than, Already than the buzzing around of people saying, hey, this is going to be happening. Hey, it's mm-hmm. all happening. You better get ready. Well, like, don't get ready. It's happening. here. Yeah, it's it, happening. It's been happening for a while. Yeah, and it just keeps snowballing, you know. So Fear the Walking Dead comes out in August and uh, Robert Kirkman was talking about it the other day and was asked if uh, there were any woods. No woods. No woods. No woods in this series. (laughs) This is a total cityscape. It's completely urban cityscape. And that brings up a whole bunch of different scenarios that will be very cool and interesting. It's great. It's like, well, you know, how many places can you see this? This is almost like what I wanted to see with World War Z, the movie, where you get to see the zombie takeover in all these different environments and cultural, the cultural significance of this happening in all these different places. Because mm-hmm. that's what we didn't get really with World War Z. We kind of did. Kind of did. They go to the Israel. Film, yeah. they, go to, they go to where else? I don't know. Well, uh, the plane crash. The plane crash in Scotland. But I mean, there the, it starts in Philadelphia, which yeah. was very cityscape and that yeah. was pretty cool that was cool but it was urban warfare compared to the book it's just like there's so many little stories in that book that are so cool yeah that we just didn't get at all but yeah so this is yeah this is exciting you know i you know if robert kirkman's involved and nicotero's involved how bad could it be uh, uh, well i mean i i think it will be cool it's they they're saying it's not a prequel but that it kind of is happening they start it from the point where it's the zombie apocalypse is happening and we see it unfold in the city. Yeah. So unlike Rick waking up in the hospital, yeah. we are going to literally go through their steps of dealing, of dealing with, dealing this. with it. Yeah. I think it takes place like when Rick is shot to when he wakes up kind of thing. Like it's like that. Yeah. Timeline, yes. You know, yeah. like because when he wakes up, it's all been it's happened. Had happened. Yeah. yeah. And so so when he gets shot, I'm sure it's like around when it begins. You know, in and around there. And they did say, don't expect to see Daryl Dixon pop up in this world. But but they they said that there are going to be kind of a lot of Easter eggs here that connect to the other world. Like there's well, gonna, that's good. There's connections to what we know in the Atlantic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's exciting. So that's pretty exciting. And um, speaking of uh, Walking Dead, I did see a little story on on the Internet or about <laughs> the internetter <laughs> about how Rick Grimes if you put him up to Jamie Lannister would really the actor Nikolai Koshler Coster Walter yeah he could be a really good Rick Grimes ooh and uh, yes he could they, he looks just like they the put comic. this side by side of the comic Rick Grimes next to him with when he has like a beard from one of some other project maybe uh-huh. that that Tom Cruise movie or something and it's like yeah wow and then you're like man yeah he could really do justice to that role yeah like, he could you know it's too little too late or it's like you know but just well, we love andrew Lincoln. yeah and that's the thing andrew Lincoln is awesome but it's like oh yeah if you were to think like who else could play rick grimes he would be the one jamie lannister yeah. could do it for sure because he's an amazing actor and he could yeah he could handle it man you well know. that would be a good segue into the recap of this week Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Sunday Bloody Sunday recap. 
again again another episode of game of thrones yeah game of board well after episode eight with the battle of hardham and that incredible 20 minutes uh they yeah they kind of let i don't know i'm sure a lot I mean, of people it ends on it. like a huge note it you does know? it ends on this huge battle in the coliseum and then there's fucking dragon riders which is pretty epic in any sort of any like you know fantasy iteration yeah any, like knights riding dragons is or witches riding dragons is it's always cool. You're referring to, of course, Khaleesi ultimately riding her dragon, who has come to time. save her. Yeah, you didn't know. You didn't know what was going to happen. They're literally mm. surrounded in the center of the Colosseum and I the knew. battleground, and I here comes. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of all, all signs pointed to that. You yeah, because the one still Are you out saying I don't have missing. good insight. No. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, I think a child could have saw that. <laughs> oh, a child. Loses. I hope a child isn't watching this show. Probably. Yeah. I mean, if there's a child that's watching this show, they definitely would have saw that. Coming. All right. But yeah, you know, the, the the fucking bird comes or the, the bird comes, the dragon, the, the main dragon that's kind of fucked off and we haven't seen him for a while comes to the rescue because so who are those guys in the, the serpents, the uh, serpent men of the harpy or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so, they show up in the Colosseum. Well, Jorah is Jorah's out there fighting, fighting and he's going to win. He's going to lose or he wins. He ends up he winning. Does win. He kills the Marinese soldier, mm-hmm. all these different warriors from different regions go have like a you know free-for-all yeah battle at the end of the eh, whatever. It cool, whatever it was cool whatever and Tyrion's there and mm-hmm. uh, the bride-to-be is with the husband-to-be There's and dud. the dud husband yeah. yeah and jorah's fighting and they're watching and they're clapping and mm-hmm. as soon as he wins all of a sudden basically the whole coliseum is filled with secret men of the harpy or fighters and they all of a sudden they're all wearing masks well he throws a spear and we discover he threw it at at one of them and then that's when they all after that they start all turning around and they're all there completely surrounded the funniest thing that was like literally like comedic timing was her husband-to-be like as every all the all the panic and he's like quick Khaleesi I know a secret way and then he's like just, just torn down by knives yeah. <laughs> like this way follow me he was a dummy to death into instant death though that was the funniest thing yeah. like oh I know a secret way stab 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 yep. stab 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 <laughs> <laughs> like how the fuck like oh, good my, riddance yeah he instantly dies yeah it was really he funny. did not steer her right he's the one who told her to do the Coliseum to bring stuff. back the games yeah. that you know ease the people the people have already made their decision i guess i mean i, I guess. guess they're on the board of the harpy people or whatever the it secret appears that way because they surround them they're they everywhere have to get out. and and Tyrion like saves her maiden her first her like oh, lady and the gray worm girlfriend yeah 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 and there's it's unsullied are getting cut down and then they're yeah. in the coliseum grounds unsullied? there's, there's so not enough of them. them yeah there weren't enough of them at guarding her and then they're literally on the grounds and then like through the gates of the Coliseum in come even more of these fucking mm-hmm. guys and they're literally just circled. That like was a weird flaw for me. Maybe not a flaw, but that there weren't more unsullied because 
she, there's so many of them. Aren't there like 10,000 or 15,000? She, she bought the whole lot. Or so, she just ended up getting a lot for the dragon. And the dragon kills the guy. There I don't remember more. how many. Unsullied. I think it's like 10,000 or, or something. 12,000. Maybe. I thought it was like a lot of It's lot. a huge number. Yeah. And I don't understand why they weren't completely... Like mm-hmm. all over the Coliseum. But oh, and then that guy, her her like little boy toy guy. Is yeah, there yeah, too. he's there protecting her. He's Devaros. helpful. Yeah, Devaros. But they are completely surrounded in the middle of the Coliseum, and yep. and then out of uh, you nowhere, just the flapping of wings mm-hmm. off in the distance, and in comes fucking baby cakes or whatever it's called. <laughs> baby and, cakes, and it's. Flapping and biting and chewing and breathing yeah. fire. And it gets speared a couple times. Raining down brimstone. Yeah, it does get speared pretty easily. I thought mm-hmm. the spears would just bounce off. It's, you know, like yeah. steel scales or, you know, titanium scales. I just think of Smog every time I think of a dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of, like, it's And you can't specs. spear them. Yeah, you can't spear them. And his claws are, like, That's a good diamonds point. And his teeth are, like, dingus. And his yeah, is it? breath is, like... <laughs> Drangus. You're right. That's a good point. He shouldn't have been speared so easily, but I don't maybe know. this is a different, well, different, a different type universe. Of dragon. Yeah. And then so, and then they're fighting and they're fighting. And then again, furious battle. There's yeah. like, always like a soft moment had between her and the dragon <laughs> as everyone's fighting to the death. Time out. Surrounded by, yeah, murderous people with murderous intent. And she's just like, oh, you came back for me. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the dragon's like. <laughs> and like, give me a little kiss. <laughs> and it like tickles under its chin. Like, uh, and he's no. like. <laughs> he like curls up and like goes to sleep. In her arms. In her arms or in her and his arms. And then, then she like mounts the dragon. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And holds on to its little scales yeah. or big scales. Those big neck scales, neck ridges, spikes. And then it flies and then away. Them. And then she just leaves flies the others away. there. <laughs> and then that's how the episode ends. She just yeah. flies out of the Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's little Tyrion and little Jorah and little Devereaux. In the middle. And little Grey Worm. How do they get out of that? I don't know. They just sort of left it. I thought she was going to swoop back around and just breathe a circle that's of fire. That's what I thought. She doesn't. Around. No. I mean, maybe she does the next episode. But I got to say, episode eight is feeling like episode nine of the traditional Absolutely. sense. I mean, unless the next next episode it's a finale the next episode's a finale i know it is the finale and i'm thinking the way they've left things so far there's nothing that they could wrap up that would really satisfy us as an audience for the last episode outside uh, of what i mean well, Arya might kill the uh, uh king's guard guy yes the pedophile oh yeah so well we should talk about that yeah we i guess we like to go backwards with yeah these i guess episodes. we do we start with the closing <laughs> scene the closing moments of the final scene <laughs> and then we're like yeah what else happened let's go back that's let's our process back. yeah so Arya is on she's supposed to be hitting up the guy who was the gambler dude at the you know, with yeah, the, the oyster shells and yeah, with poison. poison in the oysters. Yeah. But she sees that former like henchman of Joffrey who and, helped and, kill her father and, and the father of her. house Tyrell. Yep. And they're there at, they're there in Marine. Or Cause not, they're getting money. Yeah, That's where the banks are. Yeah. The banks of Marine. It's Marine, right? Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. And they're there. They pull up in a little boat and yeah. on the, the ferry side, the dock side. And she's there with her little car and she instantly sees, and he's on her list, that list that she yeah. repeats. Oh, right. He's one of them. So yes. she's like, he didn't, cause he's the one that killed the water dancer teacher, her teacher. Yeah. 
for that he's from Bravos. The teacher was, I think. Who she loved. He she was loved like him. Her mentor. Yeah, and he gets cut down with his wooden sword. Poor guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's on the list, man. And but then she deviates from the fucking mission. Yeah, because she wasn't ready. The girl was right. Who said she wasn't ready? Yeah. She's she's still a kid, and she she's sees still, like yeah. you know. Oh, I'm going after it. So she right. follows him to a brothel. Yep. And it turns out he's a pedophile. A total pedo. Yeah. Which is not surprising. He has face of pedo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is so and so house pedo. pedo. House pedo. But I didn't like that. So they, he keeps asking for different. Well, women we should start. She old. comes in with the cart with a tray of oysters and they're like get out of here stupid girl and then the one girl's like no oysters get your dingus hard get get some oysters and then so she's fucking around inside the brothel and then she sees the these westeros guards and then one of them sees her he's like oh oysters let's get some of those and this guy doesn't recognize her like he doesn't he put two and two together does. and you think he you, you, think uh, you keep he thinking does. he's gonna be like you fucking you yeah like, you know and it doesn't happen yeah and then she gets seen by like the madam and she's like get out of here shoe girl beat right. it and like yeah and as that's happening she keeps carting out these girls and he keeps asking for younger, younger and they're already like younger. 21 21 or 19 or 18 yeah like he wants younger like you know yeah and so she finally goes and gets like a little like kitchen girl oh innocent little little virgin kitchen girl it looks like she's 13 14 12 13 14 and she's so like like clearly like pulled from the dishes like you this way we've got you've been promoted like oh yeah you know this show it's funny because every time you don't think they'll go somewhere they do they totally do and they don't flinch nope and so and then he's like i hope you'll have a fresh one for me tomorrow I, that's so gross because i'm gonna kill this one <laughs> you know it's like i'm gonna what? break her I'm gonna, she's no longer a virgin yeah i'm gonna break her inseam or whatever no <laughs> jesus christ and then, so she what did what does she even do she leaves she's like all right cool she leaves because i thought we kind of thought that he was going to see her and be like her she's the right age for that's me. what we yeah yeah the oyster girl i'll Which have her and her oysters pretty. no she's not very pretty so that might have saved her in this instance which is good. Yeah, but maybe he doesn't care about that. No, maybe he just wants younger than Arya. Yeah. I mean, in real life, the actor that plays Arya is like 18 or 19. Right. But I'm not sure how Arya is supposed to be. Because Sans only supposed to be 14. Yeah, they're all supposed to be young, way like, younger way than they are. Way younger than yeah. they are. Yeah, which is whatever. And so she goes back to the man, and she's like, well, what happened? He's like, oh, he wasn't hungry today. He's like, oh, I guess that's why the skinny man is skinny. You know, but then he kind of looks at her. He's like, uh, she lied. Yeah, she lied to the man. You don't lie to the man. Yeah, it's going to haunt her somehow. Something bad's going to happen. Bite her in the ass. Yeah, like, that just proves you're not ready to do this. You're lying lying to the man. Like, this is a fucking code here. We're assassins. Yeah, she hasn't learned that she's got to, like, she hasn't learned that she needs to follow what they're having her do to get to her goal. Yeah, it's very specific. Yeah, follow the process. Don't deviate from the plan. You're killing this guy. You can go and get that guy, but now is not the time. Yeah. We also talked about why she doesn't have a new face. Like, she's on a mission as an assassin. With her old face. But she has the same face. Uh Uh-huh. Which is, I'm not sure if that's Maybe they say it's because she's not ready. Yeah. Maybe she's not there yet in the training. But, you know, Arya was always kind of impulsive. You know, from the beginning of the show, she's been the one who's sort of just... Deviated, and, yeah, totally, yeah, and like went against the grain, or uh, you know, yeah, and like ran off on her own and wanted to do things her own uh-huh. way. Like that's why she wanted to fight. That's why she was like, no, I don't want a dolls. I want a sword. Right. You know, I want to sh- learn how to shoot a bow and arrow. And, yeah, which is cool, but it's it like, is cool. That's what's that gotten her this far. 
So it's interesting because she's, you know, we're seeing this character develop, but also she's still a young girl who still has her personality. And although it's it's developed and she's gotten stronger and smarter in ways, she's still got her same impulses and personality. Oh, yeah. She's still that same, like, sort of, like, defiant kid, kind of shitty kid. Yeah. You know, disobeying father's orders kind of thing. Exactly. Well, that's one of the things I love about this show is that it's not like some shows would just change the character's personality, would not stay true. And Walking Dead does the same thing very beautifully. It stays true to the character as a human, like establishes his character. They mm-hmm. grow and they have an arc, mm-hmm. but it's still very much the character and the path, the trajectory that that character would have versus right. some shows would just change it to suit whatever plot lines they want to go. I feel like network TV, that's their common thing sure. is to do that. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, This um, these kind of shows have much more of a, like, long, sort of, like, long-sighted yeah. trajectory or, like, they look at the big picture yeah. or something. Like, well, I, that's they're better written. They're better written. I always wonder how far they write to like do you write up to season seven to have season five figured out That's a good question because there's so many things that have to come up to To sort that out right and have to take place now to be relevant or in the future yeah especially with character types you know Mm -hmm. so it's yeah it's kind of uh interesting so also another little girl that gets destroyed in this episode quite literally Literally. is stannis's daughter burned alive burned alive at the stake Screaming no, Papa no, Daddy no, Daddy why? It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. And what's I really thought again that the Stannis's right hand dude was going to step in there and just take her off back to the you know Castle Black or whatever. Do you think he knew? Because he sends him off to go back to Castle yeah. Black to get supplies, and he gives her a little toy. Yeah, he gives her a little. Do so you think he knew that she was? gonna be killed i guess so maybe he did maybe but maybe that's why santa sent him off because he knew that he, he might would have try tried to save stop. him yeah but it's weird because her mom's there watching it like they all and all the soldiers are watching like this is what needs to happen well they've bought into the fact they're starving yeah and they're cold because we didn't see like the the group of 20 came in and sabotaged and burnt down all their, their food, food sources supply, right? and the horses and so they're like stuck Ramsey's in the snow group of 20 yeah yeah that same group so they're in a bad state, and they've bought into it from the Red Witch. They've bought into the idea that the sacrifice of this young girl will save them. Give them food. Yeah, and Stannis is not willing to turn back, and he's not. Well, they can't now. Because yeah, like, if they turn back, they're not going to make it back to Castle Black. And if they move forward, they're not going to be in good enough shape to mm-hmm. fight uh, at, you know, uh, House Stark, you know? Right. Castle Stark, whatever. Yeah, so they're kind of stuck. They're literally stuck, you know? Yeah, and I don't know what I don't know what that's gonna do. I mean, this is the the realm of the Lord of Light, the yeah, red, you know, Melisandre, red, the Lord. Yeah, of Light. I mean, she. It's like okay, so you sacrifice this royal blood of his. So what? Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know what's spell, gonna happen. Spell or why that would do or, anything? Well, or, the Lord of Light's supposed to step in and you know gift them food and I don't know. Well, fair safe passage or it melts the snow. Or I don't what, know. Whatever. Maybe maybe melts the snow. I doubt it. But the other guy's gone to get supplies, so that's where they're gonna get the supplies. Maybe it's just like gives them luck. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just puts the battle in their favor. I guess it's a lot to big risk. 
burning your daughter. I know. Is that really (laughs) worth it, man? Is it really worth it? So then the other thing that to me was the most disappointing about the episode was Jon Snow does return to the wall and you sort of see this like standoff between him and the guy that he left in charge. Very brief standoff. Very brief. He lets him in and then you just see them being paraded into all the wildlings yep sort of then he lets them in and he lets them through and they walk in and the wildlings are coming into the castle black yeah Yeah, no conversation well he does say he's like you're a brave man jensner or something like that you're a good-hearted man but it will get us it will be costly doom or something like that yeah and then that's all in the giant comes in and then they cut Away from that, and that's it. They show Ollie, who he's sort of like has his own off. "I hate Ollie" page now. Yeah, he's off in the you know wings there, looking at Jon Snow with those eyes. And Jon Snow realizes that he's looking at them. Him with the he looks back at him, kind of like, "Why are you giving me that look? I'm I'm back. Yeah, I'm back." With, like so I, said, I don't know. I Ollie might do something bad. There, we might have something to look forward yeah, to with him. Where Ollie does something to turn the tables, and he does, then, he then instantly regrets it. Like fuck, I'm just a stupid kid. What yeah. have I done? And then Jon Snow does have a conversation with Sam. Like I let down all these people, and then Sam's like, "Well, you didn't let him down, or her down, or them down, yeah. or that family." Like all the as their wildlings are coming in because mm-hmm. there's so many that didn't make it you know what right. I mean and so Jon Snow's kind of beat up about that but well but I wanted him to I wanted the re- conversation of him saying to everybody look uh we just saw some shit that is gonna change yeah. the game I mean and shut up about the wildlings we need them okay yeah we need the wildlings we need as many people on our side as we can have because you guys are not gonna fucking believe this what I just saw yeah you have no idea what's coming for us yeah and I guess we get that next episode and then they just leave Maybe. us hanging till <laughs> for a year for a year I mean, clearly the only thing that's going to take down the White Walkers is her dragons. So they're going to have to like team up at some point. Yeah, they need something like those dragons to sweep over like napalm and yeah. wipe them out. I can't know? see what else they could do. Because everyone that gets killed becomes like yeah, it's the worst idea. People for their armor. Yeah, boots on the ground is like the worst idea. Yeah, you know, it's you're gonna be it's like an uphill battle, and then anyone that falls just rises up as a enemy. Yeah, so there's like, no winning. There's no winning that war. Like, there's no winning that battle. So, did we see anything else? Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Jamie Lannister in Dorne. He gets his... He, freedom. He gets his freedom and his daughter is going to go with him, but her fiancé is going to come back with him and sit on the council. That's where, what he has to agree to. Because that's where Oberyn was before he died, so he's basically Correct. taking Oberyn's place. And Bronn gets freed. Bronn gets freed. But he also gets punched in the face. And that's the only condition. That was the that was condition. Weird. Punch in the face. Or yeah. elbow in the face. Elbow in the face. Yeah, so... That was weird. But we like Braun. Braun's great. I'm glad he's free. I'm glad he's still at it. You know, he's one of those characters that I uh, have an affection for, you know? Yeah. And he has he's... the best like 80, 80s or 90s like fan art. Yeah. Artwork that 80s that... fan art. Yeah. yeah. His one is so cool. Yeah, he's a great character. I'm just as long as he's on the show, he's one of the people that I like to watch and as a character for. and root for. Yeah, you root for him. You do. He's like an endearing sellsword. He's like the the hooker with the heart of gold. It's <laughs> like that. That's yeah. funny. So I don't know. Did any? Are we missing anything? Well, there's a couple other little announcements I want to just. Uh, I've heard this week for Tomorrowland. Apparently, Disney's going to lose 140 million dollars with the movie Tomorrowland. Ouch. 
And even though it did well in the opening weekend, it just doesn't didn't have the sustainability. Mm. And nobody cared. Nobody I don't cared. think anybody cared. No. And it shows that George Clooney's not really like the leading man across the he's board. Not super bankable. He's one of those no. guys that, like he's I think critically we were talking acclaimed. about this. Yeah. It's like he doesn't I don't how much money has his movies besides like the Oceans movies made? As a franchise. Yeah. He's not like a franchise guy. Like, he doesn't no. have these big franchise. He doesn't have an Indiana Jones or a fucking, you know, whatever, yeah. you know? He doesn't have even, you know, or like a Sandler or like a Farrell where they kind of make these big movies over and yeah, over. Yeah, that's like, not really his thing. And that's fine. And he makes great work. Uh-huh. Like, I know Brother and then Siriana and Good Night and Good Luck and all the stuff he produces. Mm-hmm. He produced Argo. Argo, and, yeah. You know, and but then there's a bunch of stuff. Like, the Descendants. I mean, that was an yeah, incredible that was an role. incredible movie. He should have won maybe Best Actor for that movie. I think he should have won for that. The guy from The Artist beat him. Which was that, that what was that was? Yes. Yeah, he should have won for that. Yeah. Compared to The Artist, which is just like every old story you've ever seen yeah like fading star that's that same faded star story i felt like that film should have won frankly it's a pretty incredible it's an film. incredible film when you go back and watch it too mm-hmm. it's is that just, alexander Payne? right it is he just captures like humanity so well yeah like the really like kind of mundane humanity yeah that is still like can be equally as interesting as like a fucking helicopter explosion yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. like almost higher stakes it's weird how high the stakes feel in his movies that's a good point especially like nebraska nebraska stuff. felt that way yeah they about all schmidt felt that they way all, most of them feel that yeah. way it's weird he's able to really capture these things sideways like, felt that way yeah you're really invested even though you're like nothing's happening i know <laughs> it's just this <laughs> teeny little slice of these mediocre people and yeah, their their mediocre foibles. lives and yeah. their mediocre dreams and their mediocre relationships like their relationships aren't even good no they're like, not you know, they're not you know but the dialogue is so good and it's weird how he can make you feel invested into people and characters that you otherwise would not look twice at so in real invested. life or anything you know what i mean uh-huh. it's like who the fuck is this you know? <laughs> like hurry up and like choose the the are you gonna get chocolate or mint chocolate chip <laughs> or you know what i mean like yeah. at the grocery store and all of a sudden there's like a whole movie about this person right but the way he paints the picture is really quite yeah that's his genius and man genius. it yeah. is pretty poetic you just can't continue to watch it you know yeah it's really cool so, uh, before, if you have any more news items, we do, do have to talk about Insidious 3 also. Well, I have one more that I'm excited about because oh, E3 is coming us. around. Yes, it is. E3 2015, and they've announced the games that are coming out, and they're Telltale's putting out the season three of Walking <gasps> Dead. Ooh. And that should be coming this year then, maybe, I guess, in the last quarter, third quarter of this year, I hope, because mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've already played both the first two seasons and if you're a fan of the walking dead show or the comics or anything to do with walking dead you will be an equal fan of this game series because it's not a shoot 'em up it's mm. not a shoot their heads off zombie game you know right. it's a episodic story driven sort of playable graphic novel is the best way to describe it. Because mm-hmm. even the animations, the shading and stuff is done in graphic novel style. And uh, from the first season to the second season, it follows a, you're this little girl. In the first one, you're really this character called Lee. And mm-hmm. no spoilers. like you. And there's this girl, Clementine, who kind of like adopts during the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And you have to go 
episode by episode. Each each season's five episodes. Okay. Each episode's about three hours to play through. Okay. And it's all just it's like a pick your own adventure where Yay. you meet characters. Yeah, and you have do you trust this person? Do you not? Do you go with them? Do you stay at the bus or you know? Do you yeah, take you can the make train? different choices, right? You the can whole time. take you off in one story if you pick one. Yeah, and, exactly. So you like can keep you, going back over it again. Yeah, really. you kind of could play through it. I've played through both seasons twice because there are like some there's some things that like if you make a different decision you end up in the same place okay. but there's definitely points in the episodes that 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 is a critical point mm-hmm. where if you make it here you go this way and like there's sometimes when it's like kill person not kill the person mm. you know what i mean so it's like you want to see what happens so you have to go back and play it a That's second fun. time which gives it more playability yeah a lot of more replay and it's really good story like if we were talking about like feeling for characters as far as video games go like this clementine and the relationship with lee mm-hmm. and this sort of father daughter almost like leon professional relationship where oh he, she, okay. he shows her how to shoot a gun and he's like when i'm not here i might not be here you know you're gonna need to know how to shoot a gun we're gonna have to he cuts her hair so that zombies can't grab it when oh, she's running and they have this sort of like father daughter oh, like cool. survival relationship and then the second season starts where she's by herself and she's a bit older mm-hmm. and then she is now more experienced she knows how to hunt she knows how to survive and uh she ends up on this whole other story and so where they left it this time she ends up in a place like Alexandria mm-hmm. at the gates and they won't let her in. Oh. And you decide like, well, she's with someone okay. from the first season that she met. Okay. And without giving too much away. And they say, we can't let both of you in. Uh-oh. So it's like either the two of you leave together or you can come in because you're a little girl, but your company cannot. And Ooh. so that's another one of these choices they make you choose. So you got to play it twice because you almost want to have the two separate storylines to yeah. play through. So that's where it left at the end of the second season for mm-hmm. this Telltale game. Oh, cliffhanger so, in the game. Big cliffhanger. So the season three coming out is super exciting because mm. in the meantime, they've done a Fables uh, game season, mm-hmm. which is the comic book about... Uh, you know, the fairy tale characters yeah, that, that one's really live cool. in New York and they have these spells that they cast to turn them into people. Right. So there's a, you know, there's a big bad wolf, there's little Red riding hood, there's snow white, mm. you know, there's all of those characters in New York in like sort of slums. And the big bad wolf is big B wolf is sort of the sheriff uh-huh. chief detective of the town. Ichabod Crane's the mayor and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's cool. And it's this mystery. They, ha- they have to go and solve this mystery of who killed, who you think is Snow White, uh-huh. and it's not. And it's it's a really good mystery story that is another episodic. So they've sort of mastered this uh, five-part, six-part episodic... Telltale is mastered Telltale, this, yeah. yeah. And they they now they have a Game of Thrones series, which is a six-episode. And there's a Borderlands mm-hmm. series that I'm playing, which is a five-episode. So they like they have this thing down. I actually went back and played their original ones. There's a Back to the Future one. Really? Yeah, there's a Jurassic Park one. Whoa. They're all fun, and they're all like download DLC that you can buy and download. And awesome. it's cheap. Yeah, it's really cool. And even Square Enix and other companies have sort of adopted this style. There's a one called Life is Strange, where you play a girl mm-hmm. in high school, and she's sort of an outcast. And you can go and you play these scenarios, and then you learn this ability that you have that you can turn back time so a part Uh of the game engine is to play play out these scenarios then you have to turn back time and like reconfigure the future okay to reconfigure the future it's a really interesting game it's another episodic mystery 
And the latest Resident Evil has also been released called Revelations. Ooh. It's an episodic also. So, no way. Yeah, that kinda, would be really cool yeah, for episodic. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of companies are taking this idea. I dig that idea. Oh, it's great. I mean, so like, yeah, if you're a fan of Walking Dead and you want more content while mm-hmm. the show's not on the air, like if you have a console, uh, PS3 or better, Xbox uh, 360 or better, mm-hmm. you can play these Walking Dead games that's pretty awesome it's awesome it's the best we always want more content for walking dead everybody does everybody does yep so uh i don't know how much time we have but uh not much not much we can just say a little bit about insidious 3 we liked it like a 10 (laughs) minutes yeah we liked it as a like it's a real true to form uh horror summer go to the theater Everyone's giggling and screaming and mm-hmm. having a having a you know a fun time at the theater. And that's that's what I liked most about it. Yeah, when we, we first simple. got there. It's very simple. It's sort of one noted story, but you're not mad at it for being that way. The critics were. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I guess I don't know if you're a critic and you go and see it in the theater. I feel like you really have to take into consideration that atmosphere like that's i feel like that's what they made this movie for yeah was not for like to be critically acclaimed but it's a movie that if you've seen the first two you'll probably want to go see the third one mm-hmm. you know the actress woman who played the uh medium she's in it who is also something about Elise. mary old lady she's in a lot of the family of De- brothers yeah films. detroit rock city yeah. she plays the evil mom and she's in this she plays the medium or elise and she's and this and, is a prequel it's a prequel those of you who are fans of the others because she dies in the, and those in are Insidious pretty one. good movies too insidious one and two Patrick Wilson yeah, and Burn. They're good. Well, they're the scary. first one's really good. Yeah, the first one's really good. The second one's fine. Yeah. And this is like on par with the second one. And I really, I gotta say, because like when movies, like they're, the critics are saying when there's not enough story and like I'll notice and then I'll get angry and mm-hmm. then it's not scary and it's not fun. But this movie, like it didn't try to lead you on anywhere with the no. story and you kind of know what's going to happen and you don't really fault it for it maybe because i was enjoying the atmosphere of being in the theater and there's like you know these teenagers yeah. and like, ah, <laughs> shut up you shut up yeah <laughs> you all you Which scared that was going to be a nightmare but then it kind of added to the it fun just added to the fun because yeah you know once everyone's into it and everyone's getting spooked and you know it was scary too it was fucking pretty sp- startly jumpy scary wasn't very gory but it was sort of some dark imagery and stuff but you know i jumped a bunch of times there's a bunch of times you're like fuck me yeah yeah you know it's cool but it's fun like that's the i feel like that's the spirit of that movie and dermot mulroney is a pro and i like him and he yeah, played super his pro. part well and he showed up he like showed you up said. he didn't phone it in he's a fucking good actor and he plays a, the dad yeah. of this girl who basically she's trying to the channel her mom who's died mm-hmm. and she's died of cancer she goes and sees elise elise is like i don't do this anymore because there's a spirit whenever i cross over it tries to kill me that was a, a bone of contention by the critics they kept saying i couldn't count how many times she kept saying i don't do this anymore yeah. and then would do it and then would do oh, it. i don't do this anymore okay i'll you know do what it. i think i'm gonna do it and then <laughs> yeah. by the end of it she's like no i have to do this <laughs> yeah and then she just easily sort of subdues the spirit like come here bitch yeah and like that was funny up. but that was fun and that's just like fun movie horror movie i'm glad they make those still you yeah know what i mean because you know i feel like most of those would just go to netflix the indie horror stuff and uh i'm just sort of glad that they could still put something like that in the theater you can go see it with a bunch of people that just yeah. want to get to have a good summer fluffy, scare kind of fluffy there's a lot of yeah. setup to the other two movies yeah there's some references and then at the end there's a big final tag that references the first movie which is spooky and fun but yeah it's just sort of like a big 
it's a movie that if you don't have anything to do on a Friday night or a Wednesday night, you can, can go to the theater and see it, and you won't feel like you wasted your money. And no. you go with a friend or go with a girlfriend and fucking, yeah, you go and you get spooked and, and you carry on. It's fun. And that's all there is yeah so is that does that make it a masterpiece no but did we go to go see a masterpiece no No. we did not we wanted some scares we like horror i mean i wanted to say one thing so at least this is where you see her like the the beginning of her teaming up with these guys who are basically fake ghostbusters and one of them lee um wanell ghost hunters ghost hunters he's actually wrote the first two and now directed this one and wrote it as well and he plays the ghost hunt, hunter with yeah. the glasses and, yeah. and and you know it's if you're a horror fan you'll you'll have fun but yeah I mean, we fun. could criticize it on a lot of levels in terms of story and all of that but and, who cares but who cares who it's cares? a fun film like i go to movies that are supposed to be critically acclaimed and i'm bored and i don't have fun yeah you know what i mean exactly but it's such a good movie you know and I'd, you're still playing you know what did you have more fun at the theater probably this one you know what i mean yeah depending on what movie we were comparing i'd to. have more fun than having seen tomorrowland or you know what was else? oh spy came out that spy weekend came out that weekend and oh and the entourage movie which didn't make didn't very, much, very money. much money no Shocker. i think insidious made more money than that did. it did spy came in first and then insidious however uh still nobody really made that much money the numbers that were very low the numbers were all low. across the board even like spy was in first but it was in first with like 30 million dollars yeah not 90 million exactly 60 million you know so it's it's just that just shows you the what people are into right now as far yeah. as going to the theater and that's why I'll go to the theater for a movie like Insidious, because it's a yeah. fun idea. It's a fun way to get out to the movies, you know? And it's fun to go see horror at the theater, because it does get you more scared to have the audience into it. Yeah, yeah. And there's not enough horror movies that are in the theaters anymore, that's really. That's true. They're you know? all direct. to They're streaming. So they're so. all streaming, and nobody wants to make horror. Nobody wants to make an R movie, let alone a horror yes. movie, you know? They don't want to bank on an R movie. No, and this movie wasn't R, but no, at least it was a it? horror movie. No, it wasn't. Nah, yeah, no you're right. There wasn't enough. The, no, they didn't need to make it R, though, which is cool that, you know, and you could still go see it. And yeah, there's some fun, sort of jumpy, startly yeah. moments. That's all you, that's why you go. You want to go see that? Go see it. That's what I recommend it as, you know. I'd give it a seven. I'd give it like a seven and a seven point three. three yeah, you know what I mean? Because like it's fun. You know, it's not a brilliant movie, but I didn't go to see a brilliant movie. Right. But I thought it was a, it held its own as a fun horror movie. Entertaining. Fun, so summer horror. What other like horror movies are coming out this summer anyway? Oh, Sinister 2. Sinister 2. Which might be okay. Maybe. It's it one looks of those movies. a little meh. Yeah, it looks a little meh. I feel like this will probably be a better movie. Yeah. But well, I did like Sinister 1, and I oh, liked it as a horror movie. that was super scary. It's scary. It's fun. It's fun to see those movies in the theater, because yeah. I'm waiting for Conjuring 2, which may or may not be good. But Conjuring is a really good example of going and being pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by a horror movie in the theater. As was Woman in Black. Yeah. Which we also saw in the theater and were very scared by. And very uh, pleased with. Yeah. Like, that was I a like, good movie. I like horror. I like to go see horror yeah, in theaters. Me you know? too. So as long as they keep making them and they make them fun and they're not like those cheesy fucking chainsaw movies yeah. where there's like an R&B singer in it and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like dumb. Like that last one was so bad, you I know? know? At least make it fun, <laughs> you know? The, the acting was so bad. Like the acting was good in Insidious 3 for the most part. The yeah, girl was okay. She was okay. I mean, Elise is, you know, it's, she's been oh, around. Yeah. She's good. But Dermot Mulroney is good. He's good. He's, He's good. a good actor. You can set your clock to him yeah. or watch to him. He's had an interesting career. I like him. Yeah, so I would, you know, if Sinister, whatever, 2 gets marginal reviews, I'll probably go see it just because yeah. for the experience. 
Same with Conjuring 2. Ditto. Ditto. So I think that uh, wraps it up for us on this fun, foggy day. This gloomy, juny, juny, gloomy day here in the Modcast universe. Thank you, Modians. Our faithful Modians. You faithful have once again, Modians. You have Thank once you. again uh, seen us through another week of... Living in this Modcast crazy world. And we will be back at you with our reluctant review of Jurassic World. <laughs> yep. We're going to see We're it. We're going to see it because we should. Am I really excited? I'm more excited to see Chris Pratt in a movie exactly. than I am to see another Jurassic Park. I wasn't a big fan of it as a kid. Like, really? I liked it, yeah. and it was fun, the first one. Then I saw the second one in theaters. I didn't give a shit. And then there was a third one, but it was like, why? And I like, to be honest, I read this thing that no human has killed a dinosaur in all three Jurassic Park movies. Really? No, except once. And it was Jeff Goldblum's, like, un, un, never, like, identified black daughter. And she does, uh-huh. like, a gymnastic spin on a branch and kicks a raptor off a, a, a mountainside. And kills it. And it, well, it okay. would have died, huh. I'm guessing. But that's the only instance when a human kills a dinosaur all right. in all the movies. So we'll see if that, we'll see holds, if that up. holds up. And we'll see if I actually give a fuck about this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't care about the Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah. I'm sure the book's really good, and it's a really cool story, but I just don't care. I just don't care about dinosaurs, really. Uh, dinosaurs I, are cool. I, I, I think they're cool. I, I'm a little more enthusiastic, but I, I do have to say, like the first one was I was in graduate school at the time, or, or even undergraduate, I think, maybe. And I No, yeah, I was in college. And uh, I wrote my first film review in film review class on Jurassic Park. And I did not give it a great grade. No. And I, I went back to reread it um, recently, and I, I, ha- I found a lot of flaws with it. And it's interesting that that's been beloved. But oh, uh, the first movie. I mean, the, the the one thing about the first movie is how much the CGI holds up today. Because people is true. ask questions on the internet, like they had a budget of sixty million. That's it, mm. and those effects are su- they supersede movies that are made today with 200 million dollar yeah. 300 million dollar budget and like people ask like anyone in F- like that works in you know CGI mm-hmm. and works in tech industry can anyone explain to me why this is the case is it literally just the skill of the workers that developed it or like right. was it a mix of the practical effects and the cgi why is that yeah. you know still hold up 20 years later that is I mean? true because i did recently watch the first one again and i mean i think i like it better now but it does look pretty good it still. holds up yeah and when you go and see movies like lone ranger or like yeah, you know, and you're the like, cgi what? is just wonky or like the men in black two and three where Ugh. you're like what the fuck yeah yeah like what what this is horrible mm. by anyone's standard well that was that one that was on i was watching it was like this is funny they were like driving away they're f- or they're on a boat leaving the city and it looks so bad. The cityscape <laughs> versus the boat, the ship in the water. I can't remember what it was, but it was just like this like full tracking shot, like but really pulled back. Mm. And it's like, what the fuck? It can this be as horrible. good or as bad as the crew that's involved. Yeah. I mean, Spielberg's crew is a top crew, so... You know, it's going to be a good crew. It's yep. going to be good CGI. Well, yep. we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll be back with that. We'll let you know. Until then. Feel. Have a good time, you jerkish. See you, jerks. Doodles. Doodles. Doodles.